What's good, Denver? What's good, Denver? How are you? I hope you're doing fantastic. Uh, welcome to Denver's Culture and Discovery Show. My name is Ryan. Uh, today, today's episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books your podcasts. Specifically, Kitcaster works with funded startup founders, entrepreneurs with exits, and C-suite executives, and books them on the world's top podcasts. Put it this way, if you've considered doing a podcast or starting a podcast, it's a lot of work, as witnessed by the last 45 minutes of us setting up the new studio here. <laughs> and that's with two audio engineers in the, in the building. It's a lot of moving parts. But going on other people's podcasts is a fantastic way to reap all the benefits of podcasting without all the extraneous effort of running your own show. Uh, if you have something to say, if you have a message that you're looking to get to a specific audience, go to kidcaster.com and apply today. Kitcaster books your podcasts. All right, today's date is August. Is it the eighth? It's the eighth. It's the eighth already. Oh my gosh, twenty twenty three, and we are talking about what's on tap in Denver and Colorado abroad. Um, we're going to go over right now just a review uh, from from last week of something that was awesome that we went to and and did. So uh, the three of us here today in in the studio, Olivia, Tom, and I, all volunteered on Friday doing some farming. Now, never have I ever felt like an amateur farmer before, except for on Friday, where after about an hour and a half, I was totally gassed. But it was a really cool farm. The name escapes me real quick. Do you remember? Delaney Farms. Delaney Farms. Mm -hmm. And they have an amazing mission where they help refugees and immigrants um, by basically creating a community farm that's just east of Denver in Aurora. Um, and then they sell the produce into restaurants. They also use them for community dinners, giving uh, folks an opportunity to contribute with the farm, but also raising money for folks that definitely need it. So uh, it was great to contribute to a, an awesome cause, but also it was really cool just to get your hands dirty and, and you know, pull some weeds, you know. <laughs> I went in a little bit overconfident. You know, I was like, I was like oh, yeah, I could do this. This is no problem. I, I, but seriously, after an hour and a half, I was gassed, so my respect for farmers. It was so hot. You got to get out of there before <laughs> noon. It was. It was really hot. You know, we saw we saw some baby rabbits that was adorable in kind of a little nest. I thought they were rats at first, and then I was pleasantly surprised that they were actually rabbits. We saw a hawk clutching a snake. Yeah, that in was its a talons, less wholesome. flying around. I liked the rabbits a lot more. <laughs> we came to the conclusion that if hawks and snakes like became smart and wanted to team up hawks and rattlesnakes specifically yeah they could they could destroy us they could really do damage yeah a coordinated attack where hawks you know delivered the, the rattlesnake right to the jugular of <laughs> a target every <laughs> every damaging to delaney farms thank god they haven't organized yet yeah exactly yeah, but Perfect. that was awesome. That was a, it was a really cool. Shout out to Dana um, with Delaney Farms. Thank you for the good work that you do. I'm going to popcorn this over to Olivia, although I know Olivia was out of town. So what did you do that was awesome in New Orleans? I was, and I mean, 
I did all of the good things that New Orleans has to offer. I went there to listen to jazz, eat a lot of good Southern food. I was knee deep in grits. It was the bomb. Um, and I really wanted to dig into culture this time around and history because New Orleans does have such a complex culture. Um, it's one of the few places in our country that has a unique culture that like developed there. So I was I think I went to like eight museums in five days. I was cool. I was digging in. So yeah, it was cool. Nice. What about you, Tom? Um, I went to a venue called Real Works for the first time. I don't know if anyone here has been there. It's also known as Tracks. It's the same building. Tracks is the the rollerblading version, the roller rink version of the venue. Mm-hmm. But Real Works is just the the down and dirty nightclub version of the venue. Um, I saw a guy called Jungle, so who, I didn't really know him, but it was kind of some chill house, disco house type stuff. It was super oh, fun. Jungle was there? Jungle, yes. They're great. They're super popular in it was Mexico good. right now. I love them. In Mexico? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. They're popular they were here too because it was sold out and no one else was allowed in, but we had tickets for a while. I went with a couple of friends and it was definitely worth the trip. So. But anyway, Real Works, the venue, super cool. Cool. Yeah, that Jungle record is amazing. It's cool. What would you call it? Like It's kind of like psych, disco pop, kind of. That's what. That's exactly what was going on there. Yeah. It's very, like, sunshiny. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. Lush vocals. Yeah, that's an amazing record. Nice. Troy, how was your week? What was the highlight of your week, buddy? Uh, solid weekend um, out here in San Diego. Um, I went to the Padres Dodgers game on Saturday. Um, for those who don't know, it's a big rivalry, uh, interdivisional matchup uh, for those baseball fans out there. Um, but even if you're not into baseball, Peco Park's just a super, super cool place if you're ever uh, visiting. There's so much food, breweries, restaurants, things to do. Um, and it's really cool just to walk around and kind of the ambience of the ballpark. So I had a really, really good time doing that. And it was also a beautiful day, which helps. It's right on the San Diego Harbor. Um, but yeah, if you're ever in San Diego, Pe- Peco Park's a must-see must, must see for sure. Amazing. How'd the Padres fare? Did they win? They actually did win. Um, they came back in the eighth inning miraculously. Um, unfortunately, it was their only win out of the four-game series, uh, which seems like it's kind of been the the case all year um but yeah it was it was a great day got got the dub and uh had some food and some beer so it was a good day nice yeah i love that stadium and uh, anything to to topple the dodgers i was i was gonna say something snarky about the padres but the <laughs> the rockies are so god-awful <laughs> Yeah, no room to talk. There's no point. Denverites are going to find you (laughs) doing a Denver podcast talking like that. No, they're behind me. Everyone knows. They're they're with me. We've suffered long and hard. It's been it's been I would say three or four years before I like before I really lost all confidence because typically being a Rockies fan, you have until about the All Star break where you're getting really excited about the thing, but you know after the All Star break, it's all falling apart. So now they just they fell apart before the season season even started. Come on, Rockies. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> okay. Let's do upcoming events, and I'll kick it off. So uh, right here, we'll just talk about things that are going on um, that we encourage folks to go check out. Um, the first one I've got here is the Monster Battle, 
which is presented by Meow Wolf, and it's August 10th, 2023. This is a free event. It's specifically for kids and families, and if it's presented by Meow Wolf, I assume it to be like extraordinary in some capacity. Um, it's at, this is the first uh, Meow Wolf monster battle in Denver ever. And it is at 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. in Cheeseman Park. Specifically, they're looking at, I think they're at the corner of 11th Avenue uh, of the park. So I'll just, I'll read a little, uh, a bit about it. It says, a battle you say? Yes, you read correctly. Remember the simpler times when you LARPed with your friends in a park while onlookers looked quizzically at your incredible spellcasting abilities? That's the style of battle we're going for here. All are welcome, embrace your true self, and battle with others. Or dance in a lovely costume among friendly beings to our live music on site. So they're going to have DJs, there's going to be prizes, there's going to be a monster battle. So, I mean, if, yeah, if you're adventurous, you bring your kids to this. But it seems like from the description, we're going to have probably <laughs> a lot of older folks. Yeah, yeah. definitely older people are going to be there. <laughs> are, are kids into LARPing? I don't know. I don't know. No, they just want to watch. I, I feel think. like they'd Maybe LARP without rules. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. playing imaginary. Mm-hmm. They don't need all those LARPing rules. Are there a lot of rules? You're like, hey, wait, you can't, you can't do that advanced spell because you're not, you know, level 11 or yet. I'm going to show up in full knight's armor. Please yeah. do. With a real sword. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, please don't bring your... Well, now Tom's going to be there with a sword, so please don't bring your children. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A Meow Wolf event at Cheeseman Park um, for kids. So <laughs> it sounds really cool. I mean, if it was me and my kids, I'd probably be there for bounce about 530. But it also yeah. seems like fun for anybody who wants to participate. So shout to Meow Wolf uh, for putting that together. Um, my second event is, um, is the new opening of Dazzle. Uh, if you guys don't know about Dazzle, Dazzle is possibly one of the world's greatest jazz club um, that has been in Denver for 20, 25 years. Um, they're moving to their third location. They were at Bowers, and now they're moving to, I think, DCPA. They're part of kind of the pavilion. Um, so they have a club and a theater and a bar there. Um, but also this gives them opportunities to expand into the, the theaters and auditoriums and do bigger shows kind of as Dazzle presents. Now, for folks that don't know about Dazzle, particularly their owner, uh, Donald Rossa, is an absolute gem. Um, his contributions to like Denver and and the the cultural landscape of of Denver are just, uh, are so innumerable um, that it it goes without mention, but I'm going to mention it anyway. So particularly around COVID, um, jazz musicians is not exactly the fulcrum of commerce, we could put it that way. And so jazz musicians were uniquely kind of affected by the shutdown because they, they really rely on clubs for their livelihood. Um, so in response, as Dazzle was closed because of COVID restrictions, they opened up what they called Bread and Jam, which was kind of a food pantry where um, you could go and donate you know, food, personal care items, and that musicians that were struggling could come kind of come in anonymously and just pull stuff off the, off the shelf, you know, just take whatever they need. There was kind of an open, open door arrangement. Hey, come on in. You don't need to sign up anything. You don't need to do anything. Just grab what you need, um, which helped a lot of musicians. Um, additionally, I think Dazzle's always kind of like been kindred to like um, Denver's kind of unique jazz pedigree and history. Uh, there was a legendary club called El Chapultepec 
that existed in, in Lodo for, I don't know, 100 years maybe, that recently closed. And again, this is a place where, you know, Jack Kerouac and Neil Cassidy got drinks and saw Cannonball Adderley play. You know, this place was an absolute Denver institution, and they ended up selling the place. Um, but the, the El Chapultepec will live in our hearts forever. So in response, as Dazzle is moving to their new location, I believe it's on the weekends, they're doing um, jazz trios from like 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., basically in honor of of El Chapultepec, which is super cool, and getting a lot of those players that were uh, that gig there all the time to do those late night sets, because you know if you were uh, accustomed to Denver's nightlife scene, you always found yourself at El Chapultepec at some time. Um, so now I think they're, what they're doing is they're they're um, basically launching the new club, which I'm looking a picture at. It looks amazing. There's a gigantic mural of Ron Miles, rest in peace. Um, who, it looks huge. Yeah, it does. It looks really big, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. This like neon thing that they're doing on the stage that kind of quotes their logo, it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, that's testament to Donald's eye, too. He's always really um, been a mentor of mine and, and particularly uh, 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 keeps an interest in all of your senses you know he wants something to smell good taste good look good touch good touch good yeah touch good good. (laughs) it touches really good so definitely check out dazzle's uh opening they're doing a bunch of events i think they're calling out right now um to kind of collect stories of what dazzle's meant for them um the level the level and caliber of player at dazzle is extraordinary um they really bring uh top-notch uh, national, world-renowned jazz to Denver, and um, super stoked for them to be opening in the new spot. Last thing from me is the hot dogger, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I reached out to a couple of folks. It was like, "Hey, what's coming up that you want to talk about, or that would be interesting to talk about?" And so this was posted by Katie White. Shout out, Katie! Um, and the hot dogger is a premier hot dog eating contest our contest endurance mountain bike race and charity fundraiser what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you mountain bike race before or after the hot dogs or are they separate events i don't know oh. i don't know it's it's in fruta so you, it looks like you'll be in uh, the national monument hot dogs eaten participants will be asked to self-report the number of hot dogs they consume throughout the race so that's done simultaneously that's terrifying. oh my god <laughs> That's I feel awful. like you run over one rock, all of a sudden you're choking on a dog. Yeah, and I guess it's on the honor system because they're like, you ate 14 hot dogs, we'll take your word for it, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you getting reloaded? Are you like, are people like holding hot dogs on the side of the trail? Or do you just like, maybe yeah. they give you an, a big pack of dogs and you just got to... <laughs> You got to work on it as you're going. I also went to high school at Fruita Monument High School. So I, when you said Fruita just now, I'm like, is my like high school geology teacher doing this? Like, do I know these people? Wild. Your high school geology teacher in Fruita had to be extraordinary. That's one of the most incredible geological areas in planet Earth. Yes. True that. Well, hopefully he's consuming hot dogs. And it does sound like there are some technicalities here that the hot dogs must be consumed with a bun. Although substitutes due to dietary restric- restrictions will be accepted. So if you're, I don't know, what are you going to do, a lettuce wrap? I was going to check out the FAQ section on this, fight, <laughs> or on this site pretty soon. Yeah. Hot dog regulations. I, I need to know how this is going to work. You can learn more. It's also a charity event, um, hotdogger.org. 
org and they're, they're supporting i believe a, a a trail and mountain bike um, charity let me find out it's it's friday october 20th through sunday october 22nd of this year still tickets still time to register for that shout out to the hot dogger that's it for me tom tom what's on tap this week i got some things going i'm always going to keep everyone updated on the music scene little bit of dance music a little bit of everything else we'll go into the red rock schedule i think that's a nice little weekly thing to do but pretty lights again this weekend the great migration is happening i assume from mission ballroom up to lake dillon amphitheater for the second weekend thursday friday saturday pretty lights apparently it was a great show at mission so he's back um red rocks tomorrow wednesday we got maggie rogers thursday parker mccollum Friday, John Party. Saturday in the morning, 7 a.m., you got Yoga on the Rocks. That happens every week. One day, one day I'm going to get up to that, I think. But Saturday night and Sunday night, slightly stupid. So anyone who's into any of that, get out there. Um, other things going on this weekend. Every single girl in a sundress and guy in a golf shirt is hyped about this. I'm... I'm hyped about it. I, mean, <laughs> I, I might not be in town, but I want to go. Um, Saturday, August 12th, the Denver Brunch Fest Ooh. is happening at the Tivoli Quad. Tivoli Quad's right over between Ball Arena and MSU Denver. Tivoli Quad, how dare Tivoli, you? Tivoli. I like to say Tivoli. Tivoli, whatever. You like to be wrong, dude. I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> over there and ask them, I guess. I don't know. I like their beer. But um, 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m., all-you-can-eat sample dishes from the top brunch restaurants in Denver. Also, you wouldn't have a brunch festival without bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys. I mean, you can't beat it. sounds dope. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So 1.30 to 4. There's a couple different ticket levels. You can get early access. You can get you know, VIP areas and VIP samples. But that sounds cool. That's at brunchsohard.com. Oh, wait brunch-so-hard.com um, another cool event I don't know if anyone's ever been to Denver Comedy Underground Ryan I'm sure you've been there but um, they've been doing this every so often but this weekend Friday and Saturday night they're doing top secret show they always have good people coming through here but they say this is right from their website the acts are so good they have to keep them secret this weekend so they do this like every once in a while maybe once or twice a month but um for 20 bucks you get your first drink for free and free pizza and you get to see who the secret acts are so that's denvercomedyunderground.com you could find the event for that we'll put the real link to the actual event into the um description so yeah those are the events that i'm looking at this weekend olivia tremendous hold on just before we go to olivia i hate to do this to you guys but do you guys mind closing it out i gotta go jump on this call <laughs> is that cool <laughs> let's do it cool i yeah, i'm not gonna be able to share live my music pick after olivia's event so we'll just put it in the show notes okay okay cool olivia if you have anything you want to say ryan can ryan can peel off we close it out <laughs> 
Wait, we're, we could just jump back in. Like, if you want to take your call, we could finish out. Or do you want us to just do just it? Just pause. I, I think it'd be fine. I think Let's I don't have anything left to, to, to add. If okay. It's cool, so, you, yeah. Ryan, peel out. Olivia, give us your events, and then we're, we're out of here. We got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. So the first thing I want to talk about is actually not an event. It's uh, Denver Community Fridge Program. And I wanted to dig into this because... I've been thinking about for a while, I've seen them around Denver, there are these painted fridges that say free food. And I've always wondered like, who takes care of these? How are these funded? Like, how can the community engage with it? And so this week I decided to do a little bit of research about it. And it is a local mutual aid project. They provide food and hygiene products and essentially Denver Community Fridge will like facilitate the installation and painting of the fridge and the shelf. But then mm -hmm. local businesses, like there's one by Huckleberry uh, Roasters in Sunnyside, can sign up and say, you know, we want to host this for the community. And then the program, you know, drives around and does food deliveries and maintains them, but also the community can engage with them, which I think is so cool. So like that Sunnyside community, anybody there um, can follow their guidelines, which are on their website. We'll link it for, you know, what kinds of meals and products to drop off. And I really like, um, yeah, just the idea that like we can and do care for our communities. Yeah. So shout I see out. those all over the place. Yeah. There's one right over here. Uh, oh, wait. We're, I'm thinking we're in the old office, but right in Rhino on Larimer Street. And then yeah. the other one I've seen is on South Broadway, but yeah, they're all By painted. Mutiny. Yeah. yeah. And they always have like good stuff for them. Yeah. I see people putting stuff in all the time. Mm -hmm. And I like That's that cool. it's, it's just like 24 seven, like take something, leave something just like taking care of your community. So shout out Denver community fridge. Love that. Um, the mm -hmm. thing that I, did you know, Tom, that this is the 50 year anniversary of this Friday of hip hop? Like what? Yes. There's a date for that. There's a date. So there was this block party that was had in the Bronx in, uh, fudge. It was like 79. I think somebody's going to correct me. Um, 50 years ago, this Friday, DJ cool Herc, I want to say had this like basement party and it's known as like the moment that hip hop came to be. So Dang. 50 year anniversary, this venue that I've actually never heard of called the Banshee, um, they're kind of a flex event space is doing like an all mediums celebration. They're gonna be like five local photographers that do like culture and street photography, uh, live art, DJing, tattooing, which I've got questions, I'm ready. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just celebrating hip hop culture's birth. So looking forward to that this Friday night. And then uh, this coming Monday, there is a life drawing class that I'm stoked about. It's actually all the way in Longmont, but the reason that I'm excited about it and willing to drive that far is um, when I was doing research on their website, they list the names and genders of all of the models that they have there. And I've been to a lot of life drawing classes and I've never seen that before. So I thought that was really cool and respectful. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Like BYO supplies and easels and, you know, mixed medium, just come hang out. Really looking forward to that. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds dope. The yeah. 50th anniversary of the entire genre of hip hop. That's pretty wild. That's a big one. That's what I was saying. I was like, wow, they got it. They got it down to the date. Yeah. Do we have anniversaries for other genres i don't know i don't know i feel like that's kind of what's like one of the many things that's so cool about hip-hop though is like i mean we're pretty young but like that's a lifetime like in a lot of people's lifetime this entire genre and culture evolved that's wild 
Cool. That sounds dope. Um, Music-wise, what are you listening to, Tom? What am I listening to? Yeah. I have some new... All right. Well, I just went on a big trip, maybe one of the bigger trips I've ever done, over to Europe for Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. I go to electronic festivals a lot, but this one's pretty focused on house music, techno music, hard style music, those types of things. Like American people, we typically, Western festivals typically have like dubstep, bass music, and the house music, all that stuff. But over there in Tomorrowland, they're just, they're focused on house, drum and bass, I feel like hard Europe, style. Europe scene in general, they just like house way more than us. Oh, yeah. They, they do. It's starting to infect its way out here but um is big room house yeah. like still a huge thing at yeah they got big room house going all day over there i remember back in the day that was like the main stage thing was the big room house the progressive house yeah it definitely it sounds better though mm-hmm. now than like 2012 big room like house, hardwell in my like hardwell and afrojack and all that stuff yeah i mean both of those guys were at tomorrow. Oh, okay. They're still there. Still going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're still going. They're still going. But I, I like how um, the new music is sounding more than, more than the old music. The new remixes, the new styles. They're a little more bouncy, a little more bassy. But um, so yeah, I've just been getting deeper into some drum and bass stuff because I hadn't really done too much of that. And I've been deep into house for a while. But, um, you're deep into the deep house. Yes. Okay. We're, we're deep into it. Um, we should get a drum and bass intro song for this podcast. I mean, you're the composer, so we can have as many intros as you want. I'll collab with you on that. Let's do it. Yeah. Just get a boop, 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 boop. Yeah. We got Ryan back. Welcome back, Ryan. Back. We're still recording. Yeah, we yeah, are. We're going. So <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about the music or what we're listening to right now. Cool. Me and Troy are going to collab on a drum and bass special intro for a future episode. Sick. Just going to get it going. So Tom was going to sauce us his music picks inspired by Tomorrowland. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, something inspired, but I wouldn't say inspired by Tomorrowland, but definitely genre-wise. I don't know. This song is a new one that I found on the like kind of chill house, different house vibe. It's All Night by A-Trip, A-T-R-I-P. So check that one out. We can put the links in the- Yeah, the definitely. We'll link it or, for you. Or the name of the song, whatever. But it's good. It's good stuff. Um, who Olivia, you go, you go real quick. Let's hear what you're listening to. All right. Um, I tend to be a like full album girly a good deal of the time. I like to listen start to finish and just get the whole picture. So the album that I've been listening to this week is the new, well, it's not really new, new. It came out kind of at the end of July, the um, new Greta Van Fleet album, Starcatcher. Rocks super hard. I mean, it sounds pretty similar to their previous albums, kind of like Nouveau, Led Zeppelin situation. So not reinventing the wheel, but it's it's real good and worth a listen from start to finish. What about you, Ryan? Yeah. Nice. I'd, I'd love to hear that. I'm also an album girl through and through. Nice. And it's, you know, it's not an album era right now. You know, we're really in a singles era, but we're also in this new thing, which is a playlist era, which, you know, like mixtapes are amazing because they're generally like they were, you know, 10, 12 songs. You could really encapsulate like a small message to send to somebody else. But playlists, you know, you got a two hour playlist, you really are getting like the, the, the whole 
circumference of the feeling with the playlist. So maybe we're in the playlist era, but I like, I like, I'm the same way, I like an album. I want to hear like what the journey somebody's taking me on and have like a cohesive work. Um, so the, 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 the pick I've got is also an album today, and it is the, the album released in 2022 by Butcher Brown. And I believe it's self-titled. I'm, I'm looking at this round right now. It's to say Butcher Brown presents Triple Tray, uh, which is the, the intro. Um, but it's an absolutely fantastic album. What it is, it's kind of like a, a boom bap era inspired instrumental uh, jazz type record. So it, again, I guess we'll kind of stand within jazz and hip hop um, today for me. Um, but it, it it is awesome. It's it slaps big time. Like if you're a fan of like the Dap Kings. And what they were doing was kind of taking like a, a new old sound where the live band kind of sound sampled. Very similar instrumentation, but they don't have so much of a lo-fi lo quality to it. It's kind of rich and lush, and the, the horns are fantastic. So um, that's me. Butcher Brown presents Triple Trey. Um, did, did Troy give his picks? No, we need to hear something from Troy. Shout to Troy. What yeah. do you got on tap for us? Yeah, Can Butcher Brown's that? good. I'm a fan. That's a great, great recommendation. Um, I think I'm going to go with just an artist in general. Um, they're an Australian band uh, under the name Hydus Coyote. Dude, one of my old faves. Yeah, they're Sorry, incredible. <laughs> like kind of like, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's like very kind of technical jazz infused R&B alternative. Um, but they're just, they're insane. Like they're so technical, so good. And they're actually... Um, coming to red rocks on october 2nd i think which is extremely tempting but i've seen them tw i've seen them twice and they're like up there for sure it's some of my favorite uh live music i've ever seen um actually no they're gonna be in san diego around that time so i probably won't make it out to red rocks but if you're um in colorado i would 150,000 percent recommend going to that show Napalm, their vocalist, is one of my favorite vocalists. She's so talented. She's really good. So second that, nice one. Really good, yeah. Nice. Troy's got Denver events for us. <laughs> Come through, Troy. Let's go. I just looked it up and noticed, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. They got Red Rocks. I thought Red Rocks was Tom's lane. What are we going to do? I'm, I'm only Red Rocks <laughs> this week. Troy's Red Rocks in the future. Next month. What, what can you say about Troy? Troy really is the Lebanian Tomlinson of podcasting. You know what I mean? Nice. <laughs> <What> a, <laughs> that's for people who know about sports ball. I'm the resident <laughs> resident outsider here on that. Sports but ball. yeah, sports ball. He was really good. Nice. Thanks, everybody. Right. Uh, Tom, Troy, Olivia, fantastic. Thanks so much for, for your input and, and events this week. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to reach out to us, you can... Uh, Find a contact in the, sh the, the liner notes of this podcast and the podcast player that you are listening to. You can also find us on YouTube, the channel of which we'll be actually putting through, uh, putting together today. So don't have a link, but if you search what's good Denver by the time this comes out, you will find us. And uh, we're, we're looking for input, uh, input. So, you know, if you've got a favorite playlist, if you've got a favorite opening, if you've got a favorite restaurant, let us know what you love about Denver and what's good, you know, right now in the summer for you. We want to hear from you. So, otherwise, uh, this is us signing off until next week. What's good? What's good?